We are here this afternoon with Dee Dee, and welcome, Dee Dee. Thank you. So good for you to come. Um, so, Dee Dee, tell me what you do now, currently at your present job. Uh, I am a counselor. And are you local? I am in Smithville. Okay, so not terribly far. So tell me a little bit about where you grew up when you were young. I I grew up in DeKalb County. Okay, so you didn't didn't move too far away from home, huh? Nope. (laughs) So tell me about your childhood. Well, I, so my dad left when I was about six. And I thought that was my fault for a long time. Um, at some point, my mom got remarried, and he left when I was 12. Okay. Um, and then I just had, like, I felt a lot of rejection. Like, we never, we never talked about feelings in my house. Like, I never remember in my whole life anybody ever asking me how I felt felt about anything um you've got mad at somebody you just cut them out of your life and moved on so that's what you were raised in was just cutting people out of your life and or feeling like they cut you out of their life yeah pretty much there was no hey let's talk and work this out or there was no room for difference of opinions or anything it was either you were in or you were out well so that left you feeling a lot of, well, tell me how that made you feel. Um, so I felt a lot, I, mean, I just felt a lot of rejection, like unloved. Nobody wanted me. Um, since I felt like my dad leaving was my fault, I felt like I always had to like measure up. I had to be good enough. If I wasn't good enough, people would leave me. Okay. Um. And I lived in that probably until, like, I was in high school. And at some point, something just flipped, and I got tired of being, like, I guess you could say I got tired of, like, being the poor, pitiful girl, the hurt girl all the time. And so I, um, I guess you could say developed this persona that I just didn't care. Like, I was going to do what I wanted to do. I was going to make myself happy, and I didn't care. So how did that affect your relationship with your mom? And and do you have siblings? Yes, I am the oldest of four. Okay, so yep. how did that affect your mom's relationship with you and your siblings' relationship with you? Um, like, honestly, I don't. They were never good to begin with, so I don't really know that. I, I don't remember them changing. Okay. Um, obviously, like, I started living in a lot of rebellion, so it, it wasn't good. But like I said, I never, um, I just don't ever remember, like, having family time. Okay. You know, for a lot of my life, my mom was a single mom with four kids, so... If somebody had something to do, she went with that person. But like, I don't, I just, I just don't remember like family time and just enjoying each other as a family. Okay, so 
I know that we've had several conversations about life as a child in that environment. And so why don't you share with me the epiphany that you had this week? Or maybe not. (laughs) Tears Uh, are okay. Hey. So as I was kind of preparing for this, because there are some things like that I've never really talked about to anybody, you know, so I felt like the Lord told me to um, just kind of write it out. And as I was writing some of the things, um, mainly that happens later in life, the Lord showed me, like, as I was writing them, oh, my gosh. I did exactly what my mom did. And I had tried so hard all those years not to make those same mistakes, I guess you could say, not to, like, I just felt really unloved growing up. Um, And it was something said by my mom that made me think it was my fault my dad left. That wasn't her intention when she said it, but that was, as a six-year-old little kid, that was my perception of it. Right. Um, so I ended up, um, obviously, I was very broken, so I married a very broken person um, because that's what we do. And when I had a child, um, I, I just... I don't know. You say a switch flipped, something flipped, and I just knew I could not raise my child in all that. So I filed for divorce to what I felt like was to protect my child, which that is where um, the Lord showed me that my mom got divorced to protect us. Wow. Okay. So it was... Like what I had taken is like rejection all those years. The Lord showed me it was really love. That That's a, a big change from what you believed, right? Oh, yes. Yeah, absolutely. So, so tell us about taking us forward. You married, had a, had a child, and then you divorced because you were protecting him. Mm-hmm. What did life look like in all of that? Um, well, honestly, it was it was hell for about three years because he was <clears throat> really into drugs and selling drugs, and he didn't want to get divorced. So um, anyway, and so in that time period while I was trying to get divorced, he did not want to get divorced. So there was a lot of um, harassment, a lot of um, telling me he was going to kill himself if I didn't take it back, trying to make me feel guilty. Um, and in that, he just kept getting farther and farther into the darkness. Um it ended up that they, him and some of his friends, um, his family actually, ended up killing two people. Wow. And 
for me, that was a lot. They they immediately went to jail, and that is when like I, I really can't describe it, but like such a huge cloud of fear came on my life because even though I didn't, I grew up in a home not feeling loved. Like I didn't grow up in a home that was a criminal home, a home that sold drugs. I didn't grow up in that environment. Right. And so what I knew was what I'd watched on TV. And so, you know, in the movies, if they can't get to the person they want to, they come after their family. So obviously this happened over uh, a bad drug deal and a lot of money going missing. And so, I, like, I just became terrified that, that other people were going to seek retaliation on my child. And so did any of that come to, you know, come to fruition? Did did they just kind of disappear or were they were they a problem in your life? Um No, actually they weren't. Um they you know, they were from another town, so I really I don't know how all that played out, if they didn't know, if that was just all in my head. Um, But I never, yeah, I never saw or heard from any of them. Okay. So you had that relationship. So did life change drastically after that? Or tell me about life after that. Yeah. Um, Like, I think probably that was, like a huge wake-up call for me. Like for a point there, uh, so I felt like I had to be around people. The only way I know how to describe this is people that were just as mean as they were because how else was I going to protect my child? Gotcha. Um, So even though I was not with good people, it kind of... I think it gave me a wake-up call, and uh, I'd stopped using for a while. Uh, and then now he is in jail. I'm still trying to get divorced, um, and I'm a single mom trying to work. Uh, like, I'll never forget. I worked at a factory, and I made $5.25 an hour. And when I went to sign up for food steps to try to get some assistance, they told me that I made too much money. Oh, wow. (laughs) With a child. Yes. I made too much money. The only assistance I could get was if I quit my job, then they would put me in housing. They would give me some food stamps, and they'd give me that lovely welfare check. But you did not do that. No, like I don't know. There was just so I guess that's where my stubbornness could be used for bad or for good. And it, like, I just did not want to raise my child in that environment. Everybody I knew that lived in that environment was on drugs. So tell me what happened to get you out of that situation. Or was it a fast fix? Oh, it was not a fast fix. (laughs) It was um, probably many torturous years. (laughs) Okay. 
um, of so when you're very broken and you don't have Jesus, um, you turn to everything else to try to fill that big that big hole inside you to fill all your brokenness. So I was looking for a man to make all my problems go away. Um, and that didn't work out for a long time. Um, one broken relationship after another one. But then I did. Um, did finally get remarried. Um, another broken person. So again, we have two broken people living together. Um, and we, so like we drank a lot, but I didn't, like I wasn't on drugs at that point. Um, and I didn't drink every day. It had gotten to, um, well, before that, um, is before I got married, I had been using a lot of cocaine because coke and meth help a single mom work a lot of hours to pay the bills. So... I had stopped doing that when I got married, but we still drank because I couldn't um, couldn't let my guard down long enough to have any fun without some type of substance. So tell me when that change happened where all of that went away and life started getting better. What? Little bit started getting better or really got better? <laughs> well, I mean... We want to hear, I mean, yes, I don't want to minimize what you went through, but I want to hear what Jesus did and how that change came about. So can you tell me where all of that started changing? So, yeah, so really we struggled a lot until about 10 years ago. And at that point um, we were getting divorced and we were living separately already had all the paperwork filed. And the Lord sent, I say it was God, I know it was, nobody else would send somebody um, from Florida to Smithfield, Tennessee. Um, and she started talking to me about inner healing. And she started talking about um, Jesus in a way that I had never heard. Like she talked about Jesus like, Jesus is in the Bible. Right. Um, prior to that, I had only had one other experience with the Holy Spirit. Um, everything else was a lot of religion, a lot of come to church, sit on the pew three times a week, um, follow all the rules, forget everything from the past, and just trudge on. So this was the first time that I actually knew somebody actually told me that Jesus could heal my brokenness. Wow. Okay. So did, um, did yeah. she help you walk through that then? Um, yes. So I went through, um, I guess you would say, like an inner healing process, which was just like months of counseling with that person. Um, and then my husband did just a little bit. And we we didn't get divorced. God brought us back together. And then, honestly, this last 10 years, um, for me, has just been like a huge healing healing process. But not only healing, um, God has restored all that. 
You wow. know, I, I don't even like telling people he restored my marriage because it wasn't good to restore it to that. So, like, he has healed me. He's healed my marriage. Um, I have joy. I have love. I have peace. I don't have to push things down and pretend they aren't there because they aren't there. So so you went through some inner healing, and, and Jesus began to to take those those hurts. Is that how that happened or um so I don't know I don't know how I would describe that and I don't know that he took my hurts maybe he did but I felt like I had all these broken hurting places in my heart that Jesus healed so now for instance I can talk about my dad leaving without crying because I have the memories. My memories are still there of all the bad stuff, all the negative stuff that happened. But my emotions are not tied to those memories anymore. Absolutely. Jesus That's has right. healed my emotions. So so he didn't just come and take the whole memory away. He fixed what was broken there. Yes. I, I heard a person one time say it was like um, the Lord put, gold where the brokenness was and put my heart back together. And when that person said that to me, I thought, man, that's beautiful because gold is, you know, when it's at its purest form that it, yeah. and that would be like the Lord just kind of putting you back together. Yeah. Do you feel kind of that's where just memory by memory, he just started bringing healing to that? Yes, and I feel like I had so much because I didn't start that process till I was 45. So I had, obviously, 45 years of bad choices. Right. Um, and all the pushing down you do during that time. I feel like I went in seasons. Like He sent me through that first initial time of inner healing, um, <clears throat> which I did uncover a lot of memories, got rid of a lot of stuff. But then... I felt like he would put me in a season of I had to walk that out. So just because my heart was healed, my brain had still been used to doing those same behaviors. So I felt like I would do some healing. Then I would have to use some practical things to train my retrain my brain and walk that stuff out. Then he would show me new areas he once healed. So I'd go through that healing process for a while, and then I'd have to learn to live in that new life he wanted. Then And I feel like it's constantly been that for 10 years, healing, training, healing, training, healing, training. And in that process, by doing the healing and then the training, the science part of it says that the neuron, you were building new neuron pathways to positive living. Is that what, would that be a fair? I absolutely, and like actually in my counseling I have this weird chair that my daughter-in-law had in her dorm room, and it's like a, it's called a bungee chair, but it's like got all this, I don't know, but that's what I use to tell my kids, this is how your brain is. Right. So, and I use that to show them like when they're living at a fear part of their brain and their joy, but I tell them like, it's like those old Christmas tree lights. One light, if one goes out, the rest go out. And like, to me, that's how our, that's how I think of our brain is when, a neuron didn't get turned on when we were young. None of those ones that are supposed to after it got turned on either. Right. So then, yeah, the walking, 
I hate science. I really do. <laughs> but I love brain science because it's so amazing like that. So, like, God made our brain. So if something, if something part of it gets broken or gets hurt, it'll fix itself. Right. <laughs> like, it's not just broken forever. You don't just lose a part of it. It's always there. Right. So absolutely, like, I feel like God goes back and we can turn that part on and then we can start turning all those other parts on. Well, we're going to listen to the rest of, of Dee Dee's message next week. So as we close today, Lord, we just ask as you are speaking through Dee Dee's words into the heart of every person that's listening, Lord, would you begin to do some healing in their hearts? It's in your name we pray. Amen.